Sport has the power to change the world. Welcome to Telling Our Football Stories. My name is Boise Kumalo and my guest today is Jake Roof. In today's episode, Rufi talks about soccer in Alabama, college soccer, and making it to the pros. Hey, Rufi, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, man. I'm glad to see you, man. How's, uh, how's life in Alabama? It's as good as always. Yeah. Um, glad to see you, too. I miss you guys. Yeah, we but, miss uh, you. Things are good here. Yeah, that's good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about how you grew up in Alabama. How was your childhood in Alabama? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, so we grew up, or I grew up in in Huntsville, right at the right at the base of a mountain. So I was always up on the mountain, hiking, exploring, that sort of thing. Um, then, you know, we started getting into sports. I played soccer. Played basketball played baseball pretty much anything with a ball I was into it and I was yeah I was going hard so that was a lot of fun um let's see my dad was pretty much coaching all the sports he was like the coach for all of them so that was kind of fun he he played soccer back in the day what position? so he was a little partial to soccer but I mean maybe that affected my my upbringing, but I played all the sports and I really enjoyed baseball and, uh, and soccer. And then around in sixth grade, I, uh, chose, or I kind of had to make a decision because, you know, you got to give more time to, to one or the other. And so I obviously wanted to play soccer. Baseball had too much standing around for me. I would get bored. <laughs> so what was it like to be coached by your dad, man? I mean, he's a good coach, so it was good. He, uh, he says it how, how it is sometimes. Like if, if I didn't play good, you know, he wouldn't sugarcoat it. He wouldn't be mean, but he'd, he'd tell me, you know, that wasn't <laughs> your best. I know you got more in you. Yeah. So that's good. And then, you know, he was very supportive. So that helped my confidence a lot. Yeah, that's good to hear. So now you say your dad was a coach. So when you went home, did you guys in the dinner table also talk about sports or was it a different topic? Um, Like after the... After practice, After the session or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, no. He he'd leave that out there. We we would, you know, just have some family time. Oh, that's good. How, how did your mom take it when he was yelling at you? Uh, he was never really yelling. He's he's pretty calm about it. Um, you know, my mom would counterbalance any sort of negativity anyway. She's the most positive person. Uh, nice. I, I wish I had your dad as a coach when I was young, man. Because I used to have coaches who used to scream at me all the time. You know. You talked about mountains. Who, who did you go play in the mountains with? Your your brothers, your sisters? Um, you know, a lot of the times it was just me and my dog going up there. Okay. Um, and then a couple friends would hike up there with me. Sometimes we'd camp out up there. And uh, I actually had a friend from Cameroon, and yeah. I played soccer with him back in the day. And he would, he would hike up there and uh, show me traps they used to make to catch animals. Big in Africa. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, man. We used to do the same thing too back home, man. Set up little traps to catch birds, whatever it is, and you know, just to be kids. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, man. So growing up in uh, in Alabama, what what youth team 
club did you play for? I started just playing at, at the park locally, so did that for a few years and then um, got involved in club soccer. So I went to Huntsville Football Club. Okay. And um, it was it was a pretty good club. My year especially was very good. We had some good players. Um, we always had our rivals down in Birmingham, which was a bigger city. Yeah. And they had more people playing and they had, you know, bigger clubs and everything. So we would end up losing to them a lot. <laughs> and then uh, another club in Huntsville merged with my club. So they became one. And then we were good. We were really good at that point. Yeah. So we ended it, up winning the state, and uh, so that was that was fun. We merged, yeah. When did your dad stop coaching you? Um, he didn't coach club as much, so that was probably around sixth or seventh grade is when I started getting into probably sixth grade is when I started getting into club soccer. And he was no longer the coach. He had to take him. He had to take uh, all his comments to the sidelines. Yeah, which is. A good thing. That's what all dads do, you know. Gotta give you a little yep. advice every now and then. Yeah. So playing uh in youth soccer, what position did you play? I uh I played defensive mid growing up. That was my spot. And then uh when the clubs merged, like I said, they put me at center back, which threw me for a real loop at that time because I'd not played anywhere else. And and uh it forced me better because I felt like at the time the coach was putting me back there because he was just like, you know, putting the donkeys in the back. <laughs> and I wasn't having that. And I was I knew I I knew I didn't want all that. So <laughs> I, I pushed myself a lot harder at that point. Um I had a coach that he was pretty he was pretty brutal, a German guy. I mean he he said it straight how it was. He said I was not good enough. I had no left foot. So oh, at that wow. point I had to start trying to, you know, get my left foot a lot stronger and get a lot more touches on the ball. Started doing more training on my own. And that was when I really developed as a player. That's it. Did you ever watch soccer growing up or no? I didn't watch soccer um, growing up that much. In uh, in high school, we started getting the channels and I started watching a lot more, but not when I was really young. Yeah. So did you have any role models then uh, growing up, soccer player-wise or...? Your parents were your role models. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't think I had many soccer role models when I was really young. Yeah. Um, when I got, when I started watching, my favorite players were uh, Pirlo and Kaká. Nice. Because like every time they got the ball, something exciting was happening. There was always <laughs> some drama going on every time they touched the ball. So I liked that. I liked that kind of player, you know, bringing some action. Yeah, no, those are two good players, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you play ODP growing up? I did. I did ODP for two years. Um, I feel like it was hard to make it in Alabama. You know, like when we went to the region tournaments and stuff, we were definitely the uh, the stepchild. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, there was no respect on, our, on Alabama's name at those tournaments. <laughs> So it was tough, but uh, we had a we had a couple of really good players. I think um, three of us ended up getting selected for the region pool, so we stayed um, extra and just trained with the holdovers they called it. And that was the first time I'd seen like that many good players, you know, that were 
like above my level. Like I was really trying to, I would have to push myself to keep up with them and, and try to play that speed. So that was a good experience because, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to um, like the reality of good players my age. Yeah. Why do you think no, nobody took you guys from Alabama serious when it came to soccer? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously football is a big deal around here. So a lot of, a lot of athletes and young kids grow up playing football and baseball and yeah. soccer's not as, uh, as popular, but that's, that's been changing, especially recently. Soccer's grown a lot in the, in the state, but back then it was, we, uh, we just didn't have as many players or as much interest. So they did not have the respect on our name. <laughs> no, it's good to hear that soccer is changing. And I mean, just looking around when I came to it was, it was a bit different. Now I can tell that there's a lot more people playing the game. There's a lot more people going to the games and there's a lot more people watching the game. Um, yeah. So now when you were in high school, you got named uh, Gatorade player of the year. How did you get there? What did you do? Did. Were, you like, were you like the top player in Alabama at the time? Um, yeah. So I, in high school, let's see, we had a, we had a good team and my first year, there was 11 seniors on the team, and I was a freshman, so that was that was kind of fun. Just uh, it was culture shock. So I, I learned a lot from those guys, and the, so over the next few years, you know, the coach was kind of looking at me to step up as a leader because they'd lost, you know, so many seniors, so many seniors, and I was one of the guys that was coming up on the team every year. Right. So um, yeah, he. he gave me a lot of responsibility but also gave me a lot of freedom I played in the middle and then we had a couple couple of circumstances where we lost some forwards so then he ended up putting me at the nine. Oh wow which was something new for me but <laughs> I just started bagging goals like left and right like crazy like I never scored that many goals before I was hot <laughs> and uh <laughs> so yeah I ended up I ended up winning Gary player of the year in uh, 2014 which was a surprise to me but um, I think that paired well with club too. Our club season was really good that year too. So they probably took that into account. So now when you played club and you also played high school, did you play all these different positions or when you went to uh, your club team, you played in the back, like you said, your coach called you a donkey. So he just put you in the back. Yeah. Well that the center back stint <laughs> was short lived. Cause like I said, that was a real developmental time for me. So a couple of years went by, they put me back in the middle. And then I was like a mainstay in the midfield. Yeah. But then I played forward from a high school a little bit, attacking mid, defending mid. Pretty yeah, I was changing positions around a lot, which you know has transferred to now. I think in college I played all different positions every and now I'm playing back and center back, whereas I played middle and Ann Arbor and elsewhere. So I mean it's definitely helped me a lot just being able to play multiple positions. Yeah, no, I think it has too. So now after getting this uh, Gatorade award, do you think that helped you get looks from uh, different colleges in the country? I'm trying to think of when I got that award. I'm pretty sure it was after I'd already committed to school. Oh. Because I, I, well, it's hard. Um, it was pretty hard to get recruited in, in Alabama. There was no academy. And a lot of players were getting recruited through academy at that point, academy teams. So I would go to camps to all these different schools, like summer camps and uh, winter ID camps, that sort of thing. 
And that's how I really got noticed um, on the college scene. And then also uh, my parents would tell me just to like reach out and type of emails, you know, make an educated email, kind of advertise yourself in a, in a good way and, and then send it out. And at that point I was kind of like scared to reach out and, and uh, advertise myself, but that was a big, that was a big deal. A lot of players don't do that just because um, I don't know. They, they're scared or they don't know, they don't know what that's what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. No, I think a lot of players are scared and some of them, they don't know what to do. Now, when you were sending these emails, did you also include like a video clip or no? Yeah, some, yeah a lot of times I would include some video okay. and like a little little soccer resume. Nice. So what school did you go to then after high school? After high school, I went to Indiana University. And I played there for two years. Um, and I mean, that was like a, from every aspect, they had like a pro setup. You know, the, the meals were taken care of. We had an amazing strength coach. We had a huge staff for pretty much every possible need. So that was, that was really cool. Um, then after two years, I was looking to transfer schools. Okay, hold up. Why did you look to transfer? Well, it was, it was a great setup at IU, but I wasn't getting a lot of playing time. They were bringing in, like, national team kids every year so I felt like I was just falling down the depth chart and I also needed more scholarship money okay you know because you know there's only so many scholarships that go around in soccer right in in school for division one so um I was looking you know when 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 soccer wasn't going well it seemed like nothing else was going well either like school was harder life was a little harder so uh Luckily, the coach was a really good guy, and uh, he helped me find a new team. And he said, if I didn't end up transferring, I was welcome to come back the next year. So, I mean, that was, a, that was really special. That's not, that's not the case at a lot of schools. Yeah. But I ended up transferring to Western Michigan that time, and I got a good scholarship to go there. So that helped, helped the fam out a lot. Okay. And so uh, I, had a, I had finished my career there. I had a redshirt year, so I did three years there. So that was really good. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit uh, interested on the Indiana conversation here. So yeah, uh, you said the coach brought in a lot of, you know, guys from uh, national team level. Yeah. You as a player, don't you feel like you should have stuck it out and try to compete with those players because they so-called top players in the country? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked I liked playing there. I liked my teammates. I liked the coaches a lot. I was getting I was definitely getting better but uh going out of state was definitely expensive so I was looking to help the cost of that out and also um I just knew that if I wanted to keep playing and progress that I needed to start getting some games because like practice was good but I wasn't I wasn't playing in games and I wasn't getting to you know see like the real level I could reach, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do in training, you know, then game time comes, it's, it's a different ball game sometimes. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of like, I went into the coach and told him my personal goals and like, and he's, he was, you know, saying that he supported that. And if, if I needed to go to another school to reach, you know, personal goals, then he was going to support that as well. So, 
when you went to uh uh West End Michigan uh did you go because they offered you more money or did you go because you liked the school or did you go because maybe the coach you know treated you well yeah i i think it was the the perfect culmination of a couple factors one was the money um they had offered me a good scholarship Uh, another one was one of my teammates from Indiana had just transferred there. It was one of my roommates and a really good friend. So he talked to the coach on my behalf a little bit. So that was a good transition. Um, and they also had a good school for what I was studying, which was uh, exercise science. And I was in a girl that was from that city. Okay. Nice. Which kind of just was random that the university where she lived ended up offering me the biggest scholarship. So I was like, well, easy choice. Now, did you go there because of the girl or did you go there because of the soccer? No, 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 <laughs> no, definitely because of the soccer. But I'm just saying there was a lot of factors going into it that lined up. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. So how do you think you performed at uh, Western Michigan University? So there, I my first year was a tough transition. I did get injured picked up a couple of injuries my first year and I just I felt like when I was playing I wasn't wasn't quite confident so after my first season I wasn't really satisfied with how with how things had had gone but um that was the summer right after that that I joined AFC Ann Arbor so then um That was a that was a big game changer for me. That that kind of shifted a lot of things onto the right track. And then going into my second season at Western, it was like the most successful season the program's ever had in in their in their history. We ended up making it to the uh, Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Uh, no no Western team never made it that far, and that was when we had uh, Brandon By, who ended yes. up getting drafted eighth overall to um to new england so that was that was an amazing year that was a lot of fun and uh then my senior year kind of was playing wearing a couple of different hats playing a couple of different positions and uh had a good season that year too so yeah it it was uh it was a tough transition at first but it ended up going really well that's good to hear now playing all these different positions as a young kid do you think those positions helped you become who you are today as a player. Of course, uh, at uh, Western Michigan, you also played in different positions. It's not like you were playing one position. Do you feel that no. as a kid, helped, that those things helped you? Definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, when I first got to school, I started playing at outside back, which was new to me, but I'd already played center back, like I said, at that point. So um, yeah, it helped me helped me a lot just reading the game I mean essentially no matter where you're playing the fundamentals are the same you know don't lose the ball <laughs> look for the space make it um, connect the passes so you know it, it helps having good teammates around you too and that's I've been fortunate to have that pretty much everywhere I've gone that's good do you still keep in touch with guys like Brendan Bay from Western Michigan yeah yeah I talk to Brendan every now and then Uh, he's doing really good at New England. He was up his first year. I think he was up for rookie of the year and uh, he almost won it. He got second in the votes, but um, he starts and, and plays just about every game for them now. 
Nice. Now, you talked a little bit about you went to AFC and NABA. How did mm-hmm. that move come about for you to, to go to AFC and NABA? So it was the spring season, and um, uh, Coach Rudland came to one of our, our sessions at Western. It was just like just watching for the day, or it might have been two days, I'm not sure. But um, then he talked to our coach, just trying to get a few recommendations for guys that he could bring in for the summer. And I guess the coach, I put my name in the mix. So then um, Eric called me a few days later and just kind of offered, you know, to play for the team and they'd house me and it sounded like a good deal. I'd not, I'd played in the NPSL one season before that, but it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near the setup that um, Ann Arbor had. Yeah. So you talk about the setup. What type of setup did they have at AFC at Arbor? Let's see. They had they had housing and there was um what was it? Benjamin Street over in an arbor. It was, a, it was a cool house. There was like five or six of us in there. We had a nice front porch. Yeah. It was a good lifestyle. And then uh we got some some grocery money each week. And then uh it was just enjoying soccer, enjoying you know, teammates and, and bonding outside the field. And it just made it really easy to to um, play and, and get better. Not a lot of distractions. Yeah. How was the soccer? It was really, it was really good. And I think, uh, well, the coaching staff was definitely top notch. <laughs> I wonder who those <laughs> no, guys real, are, man. From, from every aspect, it, it was, it was something a little new for me um just made me think harder think harder about the game and, and a lot of times I was uh probably overcomplicating the game in some areas so in you and Eric helped me kind of see like sometimes there's uh good subtlety and simplicity and uh, you know just being a little unpredictable but at the same time like sticking to the to the basics and playing so that, that helped me a lot yeah right after AFC and number you left you went to play to for uh Michigan Bucks who are now called yes. Flint City Bucks I think that's what they call yes now. how was your experience there it was uh it was a bit of a, a bit of a mixed bag I there were some good players there for sure. And I, I enjoyed getting to know some of those guys. And I think I proved playing with them. There wasn't, it wasn't quite the experience I was hoping for on the field that season. We weren't, we weren't very successful and I don't know. There was a lot of changes in the, in the staff and a lot of transition moving pieces that, you know, it was hard to, it was hard to get a good rhythm going. So um, I ended up leaving a little bit early and just getting ready for the college season at that point. I thought that was where my best efforts could be was to get get my mind and get my body ready for the uh, my senior season at Western. Um, I remember you and I had a conversation uh, right towards the end of that season. Yeah. In Ann Arbor and um, – you know, you weren't, you weren't judgmental at all, but you know, you were just 
telling me how it is. Like sometimes you got to look and see uh, like what you have and it's always greener on the other side. Sometimes you think that it's going to be better, but in reality, everything that you, that you had to succeed and everything you needed to succeed and, and enjoy the game was, was right there. So that's been a good lesson for me to learn is like, you know, it's, it's a good balance between um, like ambition, but also like knowing that when you have a club and coaches that believe in you and that sort of thing, like that's, that's more than a lot of players could ask for. Right. Man, you, you just touched me deep there. I even forgot about that conversation we had, man. That's a long time ago. Yeah? Yeah. I even forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well that's good that means i'm doing something good i guess uh yeah now what was the difference playing in a mpsl and of course the bucks were playing in a pdl was there a difference with the league players and everything um we had to travel more i remember that being something i didn't like as much but uh i thought there was i mean a lot of the players that i saw in the pdl i had remember playing against them in the MPSL previously. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't notice like, I mean, maybe, maybe the, the level was a bit faster or like intense, but I thought, you know, as far as the players went, it, it was pretty, it's pretty similar. Yeah. That, that's how I always felt about it. And, and I know players always like to go, Oh, PDL is better than MPSL. And then I'm like, Hey man, these are the same players. So what could be better? Yeah. It was a lot of the same players. <laughs> it's all the same players. Uh, so now after the Bucks, you went back to AFC and Naba. <laughs> what yep. made you go back to those guys, man? Well, it was, it was like what you said, like, uh, I, I hadn't taken like full account of what I had and you know, I loved playing in Ann Arbor and um, had a good relationship with you and Eric and, and, a, and a lot of the guys that were still with the team. So I wanted to get back there and just get back to enjoying, enjoying playing soccer and having some club success. And uh, really enjoyed my last season there. It was all the fans and everybody welcomed me back with open arms. It was a reunion. Yes. It, was, it was special. Yeah, no, it is. So... <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy that you came back because when I'm thinking about it in my mind, I'm like, oh, these guys, he's gone. He's not coming back to 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 AFC and Naba. But to see you guys come back and always keeping in touch, I think it's good, not only for us coaches, but for you guys as players, the club, and just to put a good name for the club out. I think it's a good thing, man. Um, yeah, and I remember my, my last season there when I came back, I think was definitely like, the sharpest that we'd been as far as training wise and uh, the rhythm we had going, it was like, I thought that that was a really good setup. And even from my first year at Ann Arbor to then I could see like how far we had trended upwards, how far the club had, had reached and how far they were trying to take it still. So you, you also participated in a Midwest pro combine. Do you mm -hmm. think the combine helped you get looks to, to become a professional player? Um, directly, I don't, I don't think I got, well, I got, a, I got an offer or two from the Midwest combine. Um, but I ended up, I ended up going back and finishing my degree instead. Okay. So that was a good decision in the end, 
but the one thing the Midwest Combine helped me a lot with was just settling into that combine environment. Like when you go on a trial somewhere and you show up, you don't know anybody. Like when I first got to the Midwest Combine, that was the first time I'd done something like that. So it took me a while to kind of settle in and uh, realize at the end of the day, I'm doing what I love to do. Like I'm playing soccer or this is what I've been training for. But when I first got there, everything seemed fast. Like I was nervous. So everything seemed faster, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then the next, but then it ended up helping me because the next time I went to that environment, I was like, you know, I, this is what I'm here to do. Like, I'm not, I'm not nervous. This is what I've, this is what I, this is the situation I want to be in. Yeah. So that, that was a good, it was a good um, mentality check. So you went and played in the Nisa league. What team did you play? For? Yes. I played for a team called Stumptown Athletic in Charlotte, North Carolina. How was your experience there? I, I enjoyed my experience there right up until the end when I, when I ended up leaving. I really liked the coach and uh, I really liked my teammates. So we, it was cool because it was a startup club. So like everything was new. Um, like you came in, there was no set, like there was no set lineup. You know, you came in a fresh look, everybody was on equal terms pretty much. Yeah. So that was cool just to see like how your performance and training and like one good performance in a game could change your momentum a little bit personally, but also as a team, you know, there wasn't expectations or I mean, we were just getting out there and getting after it. So that was kind of cool. Um, I think the setup, from from the top down kind of fell fell through i think they had an investor that backed out and uh i got a little nervous with how the club was set up and so i uh i ended up leaving a little bit early and they were kind of transitioning they they didn't really know exactly what their future looked like and so I, that was kind of me taking a chance and um it ended up being a good decision Cause that's when I left and went to started the same thing, started emailing, started, you know, hitting my <laughs> connections up. Yeah. And then I ended up getting uh, invited to Birmingham Legion's preseason. How did you end up there? Uh, I actually went right into preseason first day of preseason. I went in and I was on trial with them for, Oh, it seemed like forever. It was probably, <laughs> it was probably a month before. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you know, I was asking around to a couple of players there and a couple of my friends and stuff. And usually, you know, they make a decision a little earlier than that. But they had like 12, 12 trialists there. And they had sent everyone away except for two of us. Hmm. And they they just said, like, you know, we, we like what we see, we want you to continue playing. And they were waiting to see if they were getting any MLS loan players. So it was kind of a, it was a stressful time because I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was just going out and and training hard every day, and that was kind of fun. Just to that was like the, that was the one thing that I had to do. That was my one priority, my one responsibility was just to just do as good as I could at training. That's all I had to worry about. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy to me that they were just waiting to for someone from the MLS to move down. That means you would have been gone then. I would have been hosed. And the crazy <laughs> thing is they did they did get a guy from the MLS drop down. Yeah. And they signed him, but they they also 
signed me as well. So I don't know. It was it was a crazy time. Yeah. How do you think you've performed so far in uh, your first le- uh, uh, games uh, in the USL? I was I was surprised with uh, how much time I got this season. I was uh, at the beginning of the season. I was really really happy with how I was playing. Um, I got uh, way more appearances, a couple starts that you know a lot of young players in that league aren't aren't walking into. So that was really special. We had a lot of rotation. Like I said, there were so many games that like pretty much everybody was playing. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think there's there's ups and downs and in, in everything in life and in soccer so you know my form dipped a little bit at the end and i think i got that i let that get the best of me a little too much you know like my confidence suffered a little bit but you know i turned that back around and started training well again and i feel feel like i'm ready to go for year two yeah so also with the Benningham team, you also play different positions. Cause I remember turning on the TV and I'm watching yeah. and then I'm like, what's going on? This guy's a center back now, you know, and next thing I'm yeah. watching the game, you're right back. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, that was one of the, that was one of the big um, things with them deciding to uh, take me on the team at the beginning in preseason. I, I had said that I came in as an outside back. So they were playing me only at outside back. And then one game we were short, we were shorthanded. It was a preseason game yeah. and they were, and they asked and I said, I could play center back. And they, I guess they didn't know that at that point. So they put me at center back and it was complete performance. <laughs> no, I, was messing. I mean, it was, it was a good game for me. So at that point they realized, or they said that um, they didn't realize I could play multiple positions like that. And they said that was like a real value to them was knowing that I could, I could play um, different positions. So, I didn't expect that to be, you know, going into the season for me to be playing center back at all. I was playing, I was playing right back. And then we had a, we had an injury like mid game. Yeah. So they just slid me in at center back. And I ended up playing a couple games there, which was pretty neat. Um, and it was, it was really good because I had a experienced center back right next to me. So just kind of deferred to him and yeah. let him run the show a little bit. <laughs> That's good, man. Now the the team that you playing for obviously it's in Alabama. Does yes. your parents attend the games when you play? Oh yeah, they they try to make every game, and my uh, my cousins and my aunt and uncle live even closer than they do, so they're they're kind of super fans. They're trying to make all the games too, so that's really special. I think in um, obviously when I was in Michigan, they weren't driving up to every game, but they did make a few. <laughs> AFC and Arbor games. And every time they came, for some reason, I decided that I was going to play my best those days. I remember so, having some great games and Eric would tell me, hey, you got to tell your parents to start coming to more games. <laughs> I, I bet you are playing better now because you're closer to them. Yes or no? Uh, I think so. Yeah. That's I think good. that helps. <laughs> yeah. Does your dad still give you tips? Yeah, he's he's uh he always has analysis for the whole team and for me. So, you know, he doesn't try to force it, but I always like asking him for his analysis. It's it's a good uh it's a good perspective to consider. Yeah. Now, let me put you on the spot on this one here. How 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 was the mood amongst the team with the Black Lives Matter movement? 
because I know you got a couple of black players on your team. Yeah. So a lot of that started during uh, during the COVID quarantine. So we weren't really together as a team. Um, so people were just kind of like our, our coach and our manager would kind of bring it up in conversation on Zoom and stuff. But it was really cool getting back together as a team because, you know, I think the spirit between us was so unified at that point. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, something cool that we did was we had a, a Black Lives Matter jersey made, which was like, uh, it was like a black dot jersey. All the colors were grayscaled. And then we partnered with the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. Okay. Which was, you know, Birmingham Civil Rights Institute is, was real big in the civil rights movements back in the 60s. So there's a lot of history with that. And then we auctioned all the jerseys off and um, donated all the money to Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. So that was a cool movement we could do, you know, just to support and support the unity that our team was experiencing. Interesting. Do you have any ambitions of going to the MLS? Um, yeah, I, I definitely do. I, you know, something that I've spoken with with Coach Bradley in the past was he said, like, you know, in soccer and especially in the American system, it's a process. And, like, it's it's easy to want to skip levels in the process, but a lot, like, for the most part, it's good to go through each one and develop. And so, like, I can see that, you know, I started NPSL and I just, you know, try to do your best at that moment. And the opportunities are going to come. Then I moved up one league and then I moved up another league. And then now I'm at the USL championship level. And it's definitely a challenge because, you know, it's, it's one of the highest levels I've played at. But I feel like I just got to, you know, do my best and go through this process, you know, taking ownership, taking responsibility of what I can do. And then there will be opportunities. Yeah, nice. Have you thought about life after soccer? Um, sometimes it's uh, that was, you know, one thing. Going back and getting my degree was good because then I didn't have to worry about like immediately after. I already had a little bit of a plan, but um, I'm not making any plans for after soccer quite yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to extend my playing career as long as I can, and so that's my that's my main priority right now. Um, afterwards, I think I've had like ideas of, of maybe coaching, um, maybe training, getting more into the exercise science field, like strength and conditioning. I'm not sure yet, but in, in time, that'll, that'll all sort itself out, I think. The reason I'm asking is because I know, man, uh, soccer is a short career and uh, a lot of players, yeah. they never think about life after soccer. Because I was doing an yeah. interview with one of my buddies. He already had plans after soccer. Like, hey, if I get hurt today, I have this to do. Whereas if yeah. a lot of players don't, they wait till they're done playing soccer. Then they want to start something. By then, I feel like it's too late because you still have to get experience. But you look at it, you're like 30. You're just now getting experience. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say to you yeah. is maybe you got to start something. Start thinking about those things uh, and you never know, man, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a good advice.
it's tough to uh, tough to get experience when you're 30, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. People All are right. going to hire you as an intern at that point, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. All right, let me leave you with this one. Last question, man. What's your best moment in your soccer career so far? Best moment? Yeah. That is a tough one. There's a lot of moments. Um, <laughs> I think one that stands out is, you know, you talked about, I was talking earlier about my, my family not getting to come to many games uh, back in the day, but we did, this was on our historic run at Western. Yeah. We never, I mean, yeah, our coach had said, you know, we're doing something the team's never done before. We were playing away at Butler and they were, they were ranked top 20 and we were unranked. So, you know, we were definitely the underdogs coming into it. And uh, it's my dad's birthday and my mom and dad came to the game up in Indianapolis and I ended up scoring. And, uh, you know, maybe in high school I was bagging goals, but since then they come few and far between. So anytime I score a goal, it's a big deal. So I scored a goal and I looked up and I saw, you know, at the very top of the stands, my dad was just standing there, both hands up in the air celebrating. And that was a special moment for me. I liked that a lot. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to trying to make that happen again. Next time they come to some games, I got to start scoring some more goals. Yeah, it's going to happen again, man. You just got to be patient, you know? Yeah, I had one off the crossbar this season. Oh, I headed I headed a ball from I swear I was on the top of the 18 on a corner smashed the header off the crossbar from 18 out <laughs> I could hear them screaming up there so close so close Jake Roof man thanks for your time I really enjoyed it man and uh, good luck this season I mean next season uh, and you know we'll be watching from far but we're supporting you guys man keep going thank you thank you it was a pleasure to be here today appreciate it Yes, sir. Have a good one, man. You too. Yeah, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Telling Our Football Stories. And thanks to Jake Roof for sharing his story with us. Have a great day.